0: This is what it says it says this is the day which the lord made and i'm going to rejoice and i'm going to be glad in it i know this is prophetic i i realized that this was talking about jesus and the holy spirit the understanding that it was talking about this day in terms of christ himself jesus and the holy spirit being on the earth and so there's a purpose for it but it's even more than that for me for you and for everybody else i want you to know this this is the day that the lord has made and I'm going to rejoice, and I'm going to be glad in it. Now, I wish every believer would get what I'm talking about. It doesn't matter what comes against you. It doesn't matter what the devil tries to do to you. It doesn't matter what the world you're involved in, how it attacks you. I, I, I just know this, that this is the day the Lord made and, and and knowing that Jesus is always on my behalf working, and that he's my helper, and that he's my stronghold, and that he's my source, when I need, he provides, that he makes me rich, when because he, he became poor, that through his poverty I could become rich, he took on my sin and sickness and disease, I serve that Jesus today, and this is the day... That the Lord has made. And I don't know know about nobody else in the room. But I would hope that some of you that are believers. Would have something on the inside of you. And say and I will rejoice. And I will be glad in it. Would somebody give God a shout in here real quick. Come on I mean. Act like you know him. Act like you really know who he is. Act like you know what he did. Act like you know how. I mean, I mean, just, I mean, I mean, at points, you know, sometimes I watch believers, they get so saturated in God and they become so religious, they forget about who they're serving. They get so indoctrinated into church and doing church stuff, and they're involved in church things and making church happen that they forgot it was Jesus we were doing church for. Come on, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm gonna rejoice and I'm gonna be has somebody had God do anything for you? I mean, I mean, I'm just listen, when I look at you and I think about it, I'm not out there where the daisies are growing across the street. You know, I mean, you could be out there, but you're not. You're in here because God kept you alive. God watched over you. God protected you. God kept you on the road. And so this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to ritual. Can somebody give God some praise? When you turn on the water on your faucet, you ought to be ready to praise. If water's coming. You know when you flick on your light and a light comes on? There ought to be a dance happening on the inside. When you go outside, stick your key in your car, and it starts, somebody ought to have a jig. Come on, you made it out of a lot of stuff. You came through a lot of things. You just don't realize how much God has blessed you. How much God wants to bless you. How he wants to keep you. How he wants to provide for you. Christians ought to be full of joy. By the time I get done with this service, I'm believing I'm going to have every believer smiling in this place. You might have come in with a frown, but you're not born with a frown in Jesus Christ. You're born with a smile. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord. Oh, I'm not getting enough shouting right there. Let the redeemed of the Lord. No matter what you're going through. No matter how you've been attacked. I know it says many are the afflictions of the righteous. Don't feel like you're alone or isolated. You're the only one who went through a few things. No, 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 no. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Here's the good news. It's not the affliction that we praise God about. It's the Bible says, and the Lord will deliver us. Come on, somebody shout that out. From all of them. God wants to deliver me from everything the devil attacks me with. He's going to bring me out. Somebody ought to say amen. How many know God is good all the time? Oh, come on. I, I know I got more, more hopeful people, more people with more. Come on. I want you. Listen, you might not have come to this church, but it might be your first time. You might be watching online for the very first time. Stop being what you were and start being us for a minute. Leave that and come here for a day. You ready? God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Oh, come on, you can do better than that. Get out of that religious tradition. Come on, you can open your mouth. I promise you, if I can get you speaking with me today, and I can put that smile on your face, when you walk out the door and you can start saying, God is good, 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 God is good. And when the devil comes attack, you can just say to him, I'm not coming down, I'm not turning around, I'm not turning back, I'm not going the other way, because God is good. He was good yesterday yesterday he's good today he was good the week before and he'll be good tomorrow he'll be good next week he'll be good in weeks to come for the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever for the Lord oh there's just not enough shouting yet somebody ought to get up and shout a little bit somebody ought to say yes pastor I get what you're talking about somebody that's going through something right now listen to me God wants to deliver you he wants to set you free he wants to help you look back a few years ago. Look back a couple days ago, and look how God brought you out. Look how God steered you. Look how God kept you out of the mess. And somebody ought to shout, thank God! Everybody stand up real quick and give God a shout real quick. Come on, everybody. Stand up real quick. Come on, I'm going to get that religious stuff out of you. I got to get that out of you. You got to get rid of that you got to thank God in season, out of season. you got to praise Him when the tips are up, and you got to praise Him when the tips are down. you got to thank Him when stuff's great, and you got to thank Him when you're going through something. God is good all the time. All right, you can sit back down. Some of you folks got mad at me because I made you stand up. You'll be all right. James 1, 16 and 17 says this. Don't err. Don't get confused, my beloved brethren. Don't ever change your mind on this. Don't flip your wig here. Stay the course. Remember this. Don't err. Every good and every perfect gift. I thank God. See, because I know, listen to me. Listen listen to me, believer. Listen to me in this room. If it ain't good... It ain't God. Oh, I wish I could. Say that with me. If it ain't good, it ain't, good. It ain't, God. It ain't God. Oh, let's say it again. If it ain't good, it ain't, good. It, ain't God. it ain't God. When I was growing up, I was taught some things that made it hard for me to understand God. I mean, I was a kid. My parents only knew what they knew in the circles they grew up in and what they taught. And the people we were around taught similar things. And we all always believed that God would whip up on us and, and, you know, you had to go around the mountain one more time. How many of you ever heard that? you got to go around the mountain one more time. You know, I want you to know something. Israel never had to go around the mountain the first time. Nobody wants to shout about that, but I'm telling you, God didn't demand that they go into the mountain. He demanded they went into Canaan land. You might believe you got to go around the mountain one more time, but I don't have any scripture that supports your belief. And you don't either. Now, they went around the mountain because they didn't believe God. We can go into Hebrews and say they were taught truth, but they didn't believe it. It was because of their doubt and their unbelief that they went around the mountain. See, I don't want to doubt. I don't want to live in unbelief. I want to trust God. I want to know that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father of life. I got confused about God because, I I mean, we were almost taught. You know, you go to somebody and you pray and somebody say, we need healing in the body. And they say, if it's the will of God. Did anybody grow up there? Just be real honest. Raise your hand if you grew up and somebody told you if it's the will of God. Come on, be honest. Come on, y'all getting all religious on me. Somebody got to raise their hand. I see all the hands that are out there, but some of y'all just acting like you didn't hear what I'm talking. You're just telling a story. You're lying. Now we'll have a, we'll have a service at the end. You can get saved again today. Amen. You know that's what we heard. Jesus said, he bore my sicknesses that by his stripes I'm healed I've been delivered I was confused I'm waiting on the will of God and God already gave me his will I mean, know if God has given us his will if he's already given us the direction if he's already said what belongs to us we should be believing in the God that's good all the time We should be believing God for healing when sickness comes, when disease comes our way, when our family gets sick and distressed and ill and they get into depression or whatever it may be. Our God is able to deliver us. He came to destroy, the Bible says, Jesus came to destroy all the works of the devil. He came to destroy all the works of the devil. I want to say it again because somebody needs to get what I'm talking about. Jesus came to destroy all the works of the devil. I don't know how healing is going to come to you, but I'm believing God that you will be healed, delivered, set free, that your life will be better if you went to surgery. Let's believe God that God restores you, heals you, delivers you, and that the surgeons do the... Listen, if you go to get surgery and you don't pray before you're going, I'm thinking you're missing it. I want to know God's hand was on the man Ain't nobody uh, I wish somebody get what I'm talking about you, 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 you know, God's hand is on the man or the woman or the person who's guiding me through a surgery. I want to know that God put his hand in that same place. That when they were in the fire, that Jesus showed up in the midst of their fire, just like he did with the children of Israel. You might believe in a different God, but that's the one I believe. I believe when I go through the fire, whether it be of myself or the devil, whether it's coming from the world, I know this, Jesus will never leave me and he will never save me. I serve a good, every good, come on somebody, every good gift and every perfect gift comes, I trust in the Lord. My trust is in the Lord. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Says there's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He will never, never be different. Never be Anything but good, giving good gifts and blessings and healing and deliverance to His people. He'll never be different than that. There's no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Folks, I want you to know something. No matter what you face, God remains good all the time. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Say it again. God is good all the time. And all the time... God is good. I want you to say it again. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. I had a vision Friday night. I was in, my, I was, I was, I was in the hotel room with my wife in Atlanta. And, and uh, I was woken up in the middle of the night with this vision. I saw myself in a car. And uh, there was more than me in the car, but I, I mean, I didn't know who else was in the car. It was me in the car in the passenger seat, and I, or uh, in the car. I'm coming down this hill. I covered, come over the top of the hill. Now, when you hear this dream, it's good and bad, but I want you to get my point. So I come up over the top of the hill, and down at the bottom of this hill is I'm flying about 75 miles an hour. I'm still, I'm, I think set five miles an hour over the speed limit is still illegal. So I wasn't speeding, amen. I it wasn't... I wasn't all of a sudden, the road was covered with deer. Covered with deer. And I knew as I'm coming up on these deer, I'm done. Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about? I knew in the dream, life was over. I'm not going to escape this. As I hit these deer, they start flying everywhere. And I leave the car in the dream, and I'm headed to heaven. It's a true story. I, I, this is like a vision. This isn't like, and I'm headed to heaven. Let me tell you something. I didn't see heaven, but I knew where I was going, and it wasn't down. Does understand what I'm talking about? I was going toward, and you can say whatever you want to, but I'm headed to the light. <laughs> so on that side, it was great. I mean, I knew, should anything happen in that dream, I knew. Thank God I knew where I was going. Thank God, you know, you've been saved. You ought to know where you're going. I woke up, went in the bathroom to wake my family up. And I went and I said, Lord, I know that's a warning for me. How many know God will tell us things ahead of time? Whether it be for me, my son, Stephen, my wife, somebody else in the church. I don't have to know who it was for. I don't have to know. And even if it was about me, let me tell you what I know. You see, when I woke up from that, I knew that the good, good God that I serve... See, 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 somebody might have thought that was a bad dream. See, I knew a couple things in that dream. If that's what I saw, God was giving me a warning. God was saying to me, don't, don't speed. Watch the roads. Be, I, got that, I got that in my spirit. How many understand what I'm talking about? If I missed it, I knew where I was going see somebody I wish you could get what I'm talking about. See some people get depressed and discouraged and upset and they live in this life of down and depressed and discouraged. Listen, you've got to open up your mouth and you've got to get yourself in gear. Stop letting the devil steal your marriage, wreck your home, wreck your God said he would give you a one flesh marriage. Why would you let the devil steal that? Why would you let the devil steal your children? He can't have my kids. He cannot take my kids. He cannot destroy my family. He's not allowed to maintain that position. The Bible says give no place to the devil. We are to take our authority. Every good gift and every perfect, don't We come to a place of acceptance. We just accept. I hope somebody gets what I'm talking about. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying. They just accept it. Well, this is the way. This is the way. This is how. And we're just in. No, no, no. The devil's got your mouth shut. He's got your brain turned off. you got to turn your spirit back on. Reconnect your brain to your spirit. God is good all the time and all the time. If God can heal a finger and God can heal an arm and God can heal, then he can heal a marriage and deliver a life. And turn around your children And change Listen, get your smile back on You say, but you don't know You don't know what I'm going to You don't know where my children are I don't have to know where your children are I know where your God is But you don't know how messed up our marriage is We're on the rocks We really have called it quits We don't know if we're just going to keep going Or whether we're done I know what God said about your marriage When did you get to the point you said? When did you get to the point that your mind said? When you you decided it was okay for the devil to steal your life. When, When was it okay for the devil to come in I mean, you married somebody you fell in love with. You found them in a moment when you needed them. You had conversations with them. When you first started dating, you wouldn't be dating. You would have never gotten married if you didn't love them then. Don't act like that. Don't act like that. I know how it goes. I found my wife. I was on the phone at 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Hey, I love you, baby. (laughs) Me too. I love you. Come on. Calling all the time. Talking all the time. Where are you at? What are you doing? Where are you going? Girl, you got to hang up. No, you hang up first. That's how it was. Somebody ought to say amen. When did you decide that the devil could take that joy from your life? At what moment did you decide you wouldn't accept the good gift of God, the gifts of the presence of the Lord? When was it that you stopped fasting and praying and said, you know something, I'm not giving this up for nobody. I'm not turning this loose for nobody. I'm going to fight and I'm going to fight. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith till I am in the grave. I expect everybody here to believe for me to live. I wish somebody would shout him amen. If there's something wrong with my body, I expect you to point toward this platform and say, I command health in his body. I speak health over him. I command his animals to live. I com-. Come on, somebody. That's how it ought to be in your house. You ought to walk through the doors of your house and say, I'm not willing to give this up. I'm not willing to give up my territory. I'm not willing to cede what God has planned. I'm not willing... Every good gift. Come on, I I hope I'm getting into somebody's heart right now. Somebody needs to hear what I'm saying. If it's got to change, then bless God, it's going to change. 1 John 4, 5, 4 and 5 says this. For whosoever is born of God. When, when did you as a believer come to the point when you just decided you were overcome? When was that moment? I mean, you heard the messages. You sat in the meetings. I'm not the only preacher you've heard. You've heard preachers tell you you've sat in miracle moments but won't accept your own miracle. Somebody ought to shout out, preach it, Pastor Steve. Come on, preach it, Pastor Steve. At what point will you come back to the table and say, if I've got to change... I'm going to change. What are you hanging on to that's got you bound that you can't get free for your future? What thing is the devil giving you to strangle out the word in you? For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world by faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Don't keep going. I already read past that. Go to the next one. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes Jesus is the son of God. When did you give up? What was the moment? Somebody needs to hear what I've got to say. I know you're on the last day. I know you came home and you're in the house this week to settle the paperwork. I already know. I already know. God already knows. But He said, He knew you have needs. I know what you have need of. Before you even ask it, when will you ask? You have not because you ask not. You don't seek. You don't look anymore. When did you stop looking? When did you stop seeking? When did you become so cold that you didn't understand? You overcame the world because of the Jesus that lives. When was he not great enough? Greater is he that's in me. I thank God for that because he didn't say greater is he that's in Pastor Steve. He didn't say greater is he that's in Benny Hinn. He didn't say greater is he that's in Oral Roberts. He didn't say greater. He said greater is he that's in you. The power of God is inside of you to take control. Every good gift and every perfect gift, born again believers walk in the joy of their salvation. Get your joy back. Get your joy back. Get your joy back. Get your joy back. Take back what the devil stole. Walk out of this room and say, "I refuse." There are days when you preach. And you know, Amen. you know, and here's what I know. If you hear me and you walk out of this room and you get in your car and you think, he's right. I love this church. I love it. I love what God's done. I mean it. When I say I'd go here, I'd go here. If I had to pick any church in town, right here. And it's not because I'm the preacher. I love all y'all. Really love you. But I want you to know something. I don't love you more than my wife. She is and will always be my very first ministry. If I'm going to be with anybody in this world, I made up my mind. She's it. I know there are other friends, people like me. I got associates and I got all that. I got all that. But if I lost her, I didn't marry her to go to the grave by myself with some other woman. I married her that one day we're going to be sitting, one of us is sitting at the tomb with the other one gone. One of us. Nobody else. I'm not substituting. You ain't coming and taking that away from me. There's not a ministry big enough. Not enough money. Not enough fame. Not enough likes on Facebook. They ain't enough people that can take, the Bible says, he that finds a wife. It didn't say he that finds a ministry. He that finds money. He, that, he said he that finds a wife. Somebody needs to hear what i got to say. You ever preach like this? When you preach and you were preaching, I mean, you just get up and all of a sudden the anointing of God comes on you. I know people think I'm crazy because I'd just rather go there. I could give you the written notes, but I'd just, I just rather give you what comes up out of the Spirit. Because God will reach, you know this, right? He'll reach over a thousand people for one. Somebody online, somebody in this room needs to hear exactly what I got to say. And the rest of you should be saying, oh, God, touch them. God, heal them. God, deliver them. God, set them free. God, save their marriage. God, deliver them. God, turn that thing around. God, help Pastor Steve. Say what needs. Oh, anoint that man. Put your hand on him. Ah! Because it's the anointing. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's not good preaching. It's not good stories. It's not stories from chicken soup for the soul. It comes right out of the word of God. And today, I want you to know, God is ministering directly to somebody to hear what I've got to say. It ain't over yet. It ain't done yet. You ain't finished yet. You haven't done what you needed to do. You haven't done all you said. We've done everything. I've done all I can to make this last. So, how many days did you fast? What did you What did you give up? What, what obedience did you? When God spoke to you about flowers, cards, letters, did you write them? Did you bring home the flowers? Did you make the tea for your husband when you was sitting in the chair? Did you get up and make coffee in the morning? Did you go have a meeting with them before you had a meeting with anybody else? Did you put off your business a week for them? What books did you read? I'm sorry, how many books? How many books did you read? Seminars, you've been to some marriage seminars, some wedding seminars? How much counseling have you done? Well, don't tell me I've done everything. No, 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 no. You do more for your job than you do for your marriage. You know more about the thing that you're working on, the stuff you know more technologically than you do about a marriage. You ought to know more about your marriage. I I don't know how to explain this to you. I never know who's walking through the door who's watching online. I love it, especially online, because when I know it's you in the room, I can just look at the camera. I know it's you, and I just look at the camera and preach. Then you think I'm talking to them. If the shoe fits, wear it. That's right, you can clap. Pastor Steve preaching a world full tonight. I know I got to quit. Ephesians 1:19 through 23 says it this way. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought through Christ when he raised him from the dead. And set him at his right hand in heavenly places. Far. Far. You know, that ought to become revelation knowledge to everybody in this room. He sat him in heavenly places far above. This is, that's, that's revelation knowledge. I mean, it's revelation knowledge for you to understand. Far above all principalities. Every devil that comes against you does not have the power that God has. You have power on the inside of you described as far above. Is it far above what you faced? Is it far above the disease? Is it far? He says he's far above... Every, I, I, you got to get this. I, I want it to drop in your spirit. He's far above depression, he's far above discouragement, he's far above. These challenges we face, far, what's in you is far above every good gift and every. Per- Lord, would we could we help religious people get past the point that they keep letting the devil take places and steal real estate in their life? The Bible says, "Give no place to the devil." What that literally means is, don't give an inch of ground. It's talking about ground. It's talking about the ground of your heart, ground of your spirit. Don't give him the place to stay in your life in sickness. Don't give him the place to stay in your life in discouragement. This is not Pastor Steve's words. Don't look at it and say, well, Pastor Steve. It's not Pastor Steve, that's the Bible. I asked you earlier, do you believe the Bible? Do you believe the Bible? And then all of you in this room, I didn't see anybody say, nope, I'm believing. Everybody went, yeah. Then why don't we believe him here? Why don't we believe him right now over our business? Why don't we believe him about our future? I know it might take a minute or two, but I know a God who's able to do exceedingly. I want it back. You're not allowed to keep it. He said, Take back everything the devil stole, take it back. I want my joy back. I want my happiness back. I want my peace back. I want my heart filled with love. You can't have it. As for me and my house, I'm not going to be somebody who sat in the ministry Sat under the anointing. Sat under the power of God. Listen to messages. Listen to them talk about the word of God. And be the one who didn't receive it. Hear it. And then do it. Hear it. And then do it. If you're in the middle of crisis, you ought to walk out and say, I haven't done everything I need to do. I haven't done all I heard one of the greatest things I've ever heard Great thing One of our greatest generals in American history Was on TV the other day He was responsible for Osama Bin Laden's death He was responsible for the other guy That just died, whatever his name was He's one of the greatest leaders ever He wrote a little book And the first chapter In the first part of the book He said if you want to be a success Learn to make your bed in the morning I thought that's the, that's, that might be some of the greatest words I've ever heard. It's not the big things that destroy us. It's what we never disciplined ourselves to do. If you want to find failure, it's where you'll leave laps and lag and openness. When you close up the holes that the devil comes in If your phone's a problem Get rid of it I can't get rid of my phone You don't understand I have to have my phone Not if it means my salvation I don't I, I have to be up at midnight and one o'clock in the morning on my computer downstairs in the basement Not if it means my salvation, not if it means my healing, not if it means my deliverance, not if it means that I can't have the power of God in my life, <sighs> how, how much? Give my life away. I give my life away so, so you can use me. Can you me. Give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. It again. Give myself away. I give myself away.